Krispy Kreme. We're with Brian Davis. Brian, we're about to get all up in your business. <laughs> no, thanks for letting us come in. Tell us a little bit about your background, because in, in terms of somebody putting a business in College Station, I don't know if you come through the typical route, because am I correct? You're not an Aggie. You weren't nope. born and raised here. Nope. What is your story? So I'm from Michigan originally, and then went from Michigan to California. Got sick of the cold weather. Couldn't take it anymore. I said, I'm only living in hot places. So went from California. I worked for the Lakers for about 10 years out there. I have a sports background. I uh, had a master's degree in higher education. So I've worked for a number of colleges and universities, uh, UCLA, San Jose State, uh, UC Irvine. Uh, I then moved to Houston because my brother-in-law at the time played for the Houston Texans. So he was a first-round draft pick. Do we need to know who he is? Uh, Travis Johnson. All right. So he was a first-round draft pick in 2005. And believe it or not, my first day I got here, someone gave me a shirt, an Aggie shirt. And I'm like, who are the Aggies? And all of a sudden, I became an Aggie fan. Um, and so when the opportunity came around for Krispy Kreme, they had some open territories. And they're like, where do you want to go? I'm like, put me in Aggie land. And so that's how I came to be here in Aggie land. So a shirt is responsible for us a being shirt, here today. A first shirt. So had they given me a UT? Who knows? <laughs> I just, I'm just saying, who knows? But they gave me an Aggie shirt. And so that's how I became an Aggie fan. Very so nice. what have you learned so far about this community? It's a very close-knit community from what I found. People are very friendly. Um, they're very open. They're very excited about this brand. Um, everywhere I go, when they see my shirt, they stop me and they start asking questions. Um, but the, the community is outstanding. Uh, they are very inviting. They're very welcoming. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce has been outstanding as well as being a member of that, and I'm just really excited to be here. So I, I wonder why, why now? Why is now the time for a Krispy Kreme in College Station, Texas, and why this location? How did everything align mm -hmm. for this moment? Sure. Actually, believe it or not, we've been in works for three years. It's taken three years to get this bad boy up and running. Uh, our first location kind of fell through, which was going to be on Texas Avenue um, due to some permitting and different things that were going on. And so we had to find a location that needed to have a drive-through, first of all, because the amount of traffic that comes through, we needed a drive-through. Uh, Texas Avenue, there are very few businesses that have drive-thrus at available space. Um, we also wanted a, a spot where if you're driving in on the highway, you could have an easy access to get off the highway, come here, grab some donuts and coffee, and then get back on. So that's one of the reasons why we chose the location. And now the demand is here. You know, when you think about it as a business owner and there's a demand for certain products, there's a demand here. Um, and but we just don't want to be here to come here and sell donuts. And we can talk more about that later, but our goal is to be integrated in the community, provide scholarships for students, uh, donations. We, we want to be a part of the community. We don't just want to be a donut shop that you come and get food and leave. We want people to feel like they have an experience when they come here. So we are going to get to that more. Yeah. Um, and, and we're recording this just a few days prior to opening. We're going to talk more about that. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to kind of swing it over here to Natalie because what is happening here, this is going to change the way people travel this certain area, right? I mean, the transportation impact, there's going to be one, correct? Absolutely. Uh, we were visiting earlier about when the red light comes on, and, and that was something new to me. I didn't realize that when there were hot donuts, the red light goes on and you actually, you know, uh, hurry and turn in to, to get your hot donut. Um, but that's what Brian and I were talking about earlier. So, you know, 
Harvey Road is an area where we've seen a lot of multifamily development, but we've also seen some commercial interest. And so what I'm excited about is this being the start of more commercial development along Harvey Road um, and tying into the highway and changing those traffic patterns along this, this stretch of the roadway. So this can be for either one or both of you. I am assuming that Krispy Kreme is a bit of a destination location, a destination business. How has that played out in other markets? So Krispy Kreme, it, it definitely becomes a destination. And if you'll notice the new look now, so if you look at some of the traditional stores, they had a different look and a different feel. You can see the softer tones in here. We also have Wi-Fi. Uh, access here. There, uh, if you look down at some of the counters, they actually pop up, and there are ports to plug in your computer, as well as the uh, USB ports of a TV behind you that we're going to have the, the football games on. So we want people to come here as a destination and kind of hang out a little bit. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, so tell me more about um, just the the logistics of moving people into this into this space and out of this space and having it all happen kind of efficiently because I know that's that's at least part of the conversations that you guys have back at City Hall. Well, certainly in terms of the layout of the site, the location of the drive-through, making sure that there's plenty of spacing uh, for stacking uh, cars that are coming off of Highway 30, folks that are lining up in the drive-through or parking, all those are things that we look at as part of the site plan as well. Um, I mean, this is a, a highly visible location, and, and Krispy Kreme is going to do very well here. So you mentioned parking. Brian, my understanding is you need almost 100 people to make this we location do. work. We so do. you're having to park employees in, in pretty decent numbers. but. How in the world do you need almost 100 people to make this location work? Believe it or not, at each shift, it takes at least 20 people to run a shift of donuts. You have at least three um, their, um, production members, and their job is to make the donuts. And so they are in the back of the house. They have the dough. They have the water, and they're making the icing and making the, the frosting. And then that goes to the uh, processors. Processors make the donuts pretty. They put the sprinkles on them, and when we have Christmas time, they make Santa bellies, and when we have Easter, they make the Easter egg bunny and different things like that. So they make different eggs. So you have at least three to four of them on a shift making the donuts pretty. You then have your coffee makers who are making your coffee drinks. You have two to three of those. Your donut pickers who are actually grabbing the donuts off the line when that hot light comes on that you mentioned. They're grabbing them off nice and hot and giving them to the customers. Then you also have your retail specialists and your drive-through and then people outside directing traffic. So it's a lot that goes into making sure that everything is run efficiency, efficient through the drive-through as well as when that customer comes through the door and they get the first look at what's called a donut theater. It's actually what it's called. So it's an actually whole presentation and that's why it looks like a big uh, long uh, screen here because it's actually a theater. We want the whole experience to be a donut experience. And in fact, this light here, you can kind of, it's kind of um, bright outside, but you can see it's a donut that, it's an arrow that lights up. Each donut lights up because it's pointing you on which direction to head to. So you talk like a guy who has been in this world for a long time. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. No. So how long has it taken you to, to be so knowledgeable in the world of Krispy Kreme and donut mm -hmm. production? So I've been a uh, franchisee for three years now, um, but this is my first store, but I had to train for six months. I had to go to four different stores all over the United States. And what shocked me when I was at the stores is that when you think of a donut shop, you think, okay, I'll go in the morning, get a donut, and then I'll eat my lunch and dinner and go home. 
well, at Krispy Kreme, I'm like, why is it 9.30 at night and there are a line of people out here eating donuts? And, okay, it's after 10 now and people are still here. And afternoon is 3 o'clock. And so I had to train all day at different shifts because people come at all different times. So to learn this brand, it's a lot of homework that's involved. It's a lot of training that's involved. Uh, it's not easy to become a franchisee. And, in fact, um, corporate has now been purchased by a... Um, JBL, and now there are no longer any franchisees. So there's no no new franchisees. So believe it or not, I am the last one. My partner and I are the last ones to be Krispy Kreme franchisees. Really? Yeah, the rest will be all corporate stores. Is there any difference in, in operating a location like this in a university community uh, versus a different kind of a market? It's very different. In fact, even going into where you place the store, so they had a Krispy Kreme in North Carolina that actually closed down. The reason being is that it was too close to campus. Too close. It was too close. So you have that student population that would go, but the community actually sustains your business. And so the community couldn't get to the donut shop because they had dealt with all the student traffic. So, um, you know, we were actually strategic in where we wanted to place this so that the community members could come as well as the students that could come and both be patronage of the business. So. You, you had mentioned how you're really focusing on integrating into the community and into the university culture. Mm -hmm. Talk more about that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, when I think about the university, my, I have two master's degrees. One is in higher education administration and one is an uh, MBA. I grew up very poor. Uh, I come from a very poor, uh, underprivileged background, and I needed help to be able to go to college and to go to grad school. And that came through scholarships and someone helping me out. So when I looked at a college town, I know that there are a lot of people who can't afford to go to college. And that's why I want to have scholarships for them. Uh, when I look at hiring employees, I told the college I wanted to set aside 10 to 15 jobs just for students to have so that they can have a work environment. Uh, I have a few students now who are in high school. And one of the things they asked me, they said, you know, I've had other jobs, but they weren't flexible with my schedule. They need me to come in at a certain time. I'm like, well, absolutely not here. We're going to work around your schedule because it's important that you start off learning a business right away. And you start learning that we are looking out for you, not just as an employee, but as a family member. And believe it or not, when I sent out my acceptance letters to all the ones who applied, I put in, uh, welcome to the family because that's what we want to be like as an extended family for everybody. So that's important for us when we're in this community. It's not just about coming here and selling you a donut. We want to be able to give back to charity. We want to be able to be a part of the university. And it's not just A&M, but also Blinn as well. I think sometimes Blinn may be forgotten about in this environment, but they're just as important. And then working with the churches and fundraising and just being a part of the community. Because I feel like if you're a part of the community, people will come and they'll go, you know what, that was a great donut. But you know what? I had a great experience when I came to that shop. And there are good people that run that, and they're looking out for the community. And that's why we want to be a part of it. How often do you get to work with folks and recruit folks to come in and do this level of integration into the community? You know, as Brian said, we have a great community. Everyone's welcoming, and everyone um, pulls together to help each other. But to have someone fresh to our community, just moving in and opening a business, it's its very nice to hear that they want to be integrated in our community because we are, we're supportive of our schools, both the, the ISDs, the Texas A&M University, Blinn College, mm -hmm. uh, our churches, it's, um, it, we are one big family. Mm -hmm. so. so how's your 
development experience been in College Station? Is it smooth or a little, little rough or, you know, it's, it's a treacherous question, it is, but honestly. It is because there are, so I have a business down in Houston, which is the processing and everything is very different. So the treacherous part, you know, we were on Texas Avenue and when the city looked at the traffic patterns and how Krispy Kreme would affect the traffic patterns, we wouldn't had needed to put in a right turn lane on Texas Avenue. So we were going to go in initially where that uh, Kroger used to be. Oh, right. Oh, yes. Okay. And so, as you know, there is no turn lane that goes there. It's a right turn. So they said, the city said, well, you know, you're going to need to put in a turn lane because the traffic is going to be backed up down the street. And in fact, uh, in Houston, when uh, the Houston location opened up a few years ago, the, the traffic patterns went probably two miles down Westheimer that it was backed up. And, and people were in line. It was taking a couple hours just to get through the drive-through. Wow. It's that busy. And so I understood the city's concern and the fact that the traffic would back up. And so that one ended up falling through. And so we looked at this location because if you look at here, the parking lot is huge. So it's an opportunity to snake the traffic around. Mm -hmm. And so this time around, it's been a lot smoother in terms of getting our permits. Um, the, the people in the permit office have been outstanding. They've been coming in, letting us know, hey, this is not correct. Let's get this fixed. But they haven't been Good. kind of, uh, uh, some of the, 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 in other cities, they can be kind of, this is my world and this is how it needs to be done. They've been very professional, very nice. Hey, just need to fix this up, make sure this is correct. Um, the health inspector came in the other day and she was very nice about saying, this is what needs to be done. I'll be back on Thursday and just walking us through the process. Um, because in different cities, the, the permitting process can be very different. But they've been very, very nice here. I've been very, very happy with them. Now, we're recording today when there's some training going on. Talk mm -hmm. about what's, what's happening with your staff today. Absolutely. So um, corporate um, flew in, corporate Krispy Kreme, they flew in, I think, seven trainers. And they flew them in from all the corporate stores all over the nation. And because this market is so important and they know the uh, impact that it can have here, they pick their best people. And so now their best people are training in each of our areas. They're training their production members. They're training the, uh, the processors. And they're also training the retail. Um, and that training, they get seven hours of training every day for the next uh, four days. So they're in every day and they're making test donuts and we'll be bringing some out to the community, um, but they're making tests on us because we got to make sure that the process is just right. Believe it or not, there's a whole science that goes into making donuts. And in fact, when you go to the corporate, they have what's called a bite machine. Did you know there was a bite machine? Tell me about a bite machine. The bite machine actually bites the donuts because it has to make sure that they're the right con consistency every time. So the machine, it doesn't get paid. You know, I could be the bite machine myself. Success. Yeah. Are you hiring? I, I need to be. <laughs> I might be big as a house when I get done. But the machine literally makes sure the donuts are the right consistency. So when the, the trainers are here, they're teaching our employees to make sure everything is just right so that when you bite that, that donut, it is outstanding and it's delicious. And that's our goal to make sure that everything is done the right way. Now, do those trainers stay on during your grand opening to kind they of do. get you through that hump? They're here for the first week. They get us through the hump to make sure everything is going right, if there are any mechanical problems, that the process is flowing. Because uh, it can be a little nerve-wracking, right? Because right. you like the umbilical cord is cut. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they're here. And then everyone's lined up. And you want people to have a good experience. So you're like, okay, come back, come back. But they're gone, and they're making sure that they're that's seven hours every day for the next week. It's, it's important. 
How about your poor construction guys out here who are hustling along and they're smelling the training going on? So let me tell you a story about that, those construction guys. So the first day the machine came on, you know, construction guys are manly guys. They're like, not like me. I'm not that manly. You know, I don't have any hair on my chest or anything like that. But these guys are like manly dudes. So we turn the machine on and the first batch of donuts come out. They are giddy and they're laughing and they get their cell phones out. And they were just like big kids because they were so excited to see these donuts come out. And they took home a couple dozen each and they, the first bite. And, you know, these big manly guys just smiling like a little kid because they were so excited to see the donuts come out and just to taste them. And it was just, it was just amazing to see that sight. I actually have video of it. That's a great reward. Yes, yeah, it is. Absolutely. That's an it awesome is. reward. Okay, so let's talk about, and, and I understand that a lot of people will listen to this after you've already opened. Mm -hmm. But uh, we're hoping to get this out ahead of that. So tell me about the... Uh, the hours, maybe a day or two mm -hmm. leading up into the uh, grand opening. What's Absolutely. Happen? So on um, Saturday, uh, this upcoming Saturday, will be uh, the uh, friends and family event. And we've invited the chamber and other members of the community to come out from 12 to 3 uh, to try them out. Just try the donuts out and kind of greet us and see the shop and get some donuts and coffee and et cetera. And then uh, we wanted it from 3 to 4 for our employees. We wanted to invite just their families because uh, we want to reward their families to say, you know, when you are a cook or a baker and you make a product, you're very proud of it. And sometimes your family don't get a chance to see that. So we wanted just their families to come in to see where their loved one is working and taste the product that they're producing. So that happens from um, three to four. And then on Monday is our big celebration. So the first 100 people in line get free donuts for a year and also uh, commemorable T-shirts. And so we expect a lot of people lined up. So we have food trucks coming. We have Harley Davidson. They're going to come with some simulators so that people can get on a bike and test riding out a bike. They don't get it riding around the parking lot, but they get to at least <laughs> rev up the engine. Um, we have uh, Brazos Valley's Video Game Center. They're going to come with uh, some video games and have their whole mobile unit here. Um, we have... Um, what else? We have all kinds of stuff planned for that day. We have uh, a DJ coming. They're going to do some karaoke. Uh, and then the days after, so one of the things that we wanted to do was partner with the community, and especially some of the smaller guys in the community. So we're doing what's called a 12-day of giveaway. So some of the, uh, the community members have donated gift certificates or different items from their shop, and we're going to create a vendor table. And so when a person comes through, we'll give them a raffle ticket, and then every day they can win a certain prize. And that's kind of that, those vendors in the communities, the smaller ones, a way to kind of showcase their business a little bit with some of the people coming through the doors um, and for us to be able to give back to the community as well. And then, okay, you can tell me what you think about this idea. So I got something floating around in my head. Uh, who's watched Willy Walker and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, yeah. So, and you remember in Willy Wonka, they had the chocolate bar and it had a golden ticket? Yeah. So what I'm considering doing is putting some golden tickets inside some of the boxes of donuts mm -hmm. or on the bottom of them. So when a person gets it, they'll get a back um, tour of the donut shop. And we'll take them back and let them see how the donuts are made and let them actually make some donuts themselves and decorate them themselves and kind of do like a golden ticket giveaway. That's what I'm thinking about, but I don't know. How do you think that would go I along? I love that. I like that idea. You like yeah, that? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I've got an 18-year-old boy who would probably be all about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So that those are going to be up to 12 days afterwards. And then we want to continue to have different things every month as well. Um, so those are some things we do have planned. 
That's terrific. So, so the celebration is it's Sunday. Gonna, it's going to be Monday. Monday. So Monday, starting at about five o'clock. I'm sure they'll lining up early, but the first hundred in line get free donuts for a year, and then at five we'll have a DJ here, and they'll do some karaoke. Okay. We'll have the food trucks. We'll have the other events that'll be here to kind of entertain them while they're here up to okay. about nine or ten o'clock at night. Nice. Mm -hmm. So what did we miss? What do you want to make sure people know about you, about this location, and, and just this time for Krispy Kreme and College Station? Well, nothing about me. You can, I'm not like the least. The thing about what, that we just want to make sure people know about is that, that we, have, you know, we have this great product, and the donuts taste outstanding, but come and hang out and have fun and, and be greeted and see this wonderful process of making a donut uh, because it's a whole process. It takes an hour to make a batch of donuts. Uh, so just see the process, come here, have fun, bring the kids. It's a family place. Uh, we'll be able to have seats outside if they want to sit outside, the internet if they want to study. And then we also plan on doing finals weeks, actually keeping the store open late so that students who need donuts late or coffee or what have you, they can come by. Uh, so we'll have that too. We really appreciate you, Thank you letting for us by. come in here and get all up in your business. Absolutely. Oh, you were all up in it. I won't lie to you. You were all up in it. Brian, thanks a lot. Thank you very much.